to Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Lizette, and I am joined by several co-hosts today. Um, it's going to be a little chaotic. Let's see if I can get through introductions without laughing. So, as always, we have Steven and Gordon. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. It's exciting. Yes. This is going to be like... We are over the 25 episode mark. This is going to be somewhere after that. That's so exciting, and I love it. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of work recently. Um, this has been a lot of fun. So let's see, who else do we have? Michi, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Glad to have you here. And then we have Dylan and Delaney. Hola. Hey. And we also have Drew. Hello. The fan favorite. Sorry. <laughs> he has made his return finally. Um, so that is our cast for today. Our subject, we are talking about Saturday morning cartoons, favorite cartoons from our childhood. We might um, verge into some other related topics. Not really sure what's going to happen. Our discussion before starting has been a little bit chaotic because everybody's really excited. It sounds like everybody's really hyped up. For our listeners' information, we are recording this on Thanksgiving Eve, so a lot of us have eaten some good food, maybe had some good drinks, and uh, enjoyed a lot of good company with family and friends, which might also be why we're all super hyper today. Could be um, a factor. You'll never know. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, Michi, do you want to give us your one of your favorite um, cartoons from when you were younger? Sure. Um, so, Saturday nights, when I used to wake up, this was back, well, this was years ago, used to watch this show called Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And, you know, it was funny, there's a dog and his crew that ride around in this van called the Mystery Machine and solve crimes. And over the period of time... They grow fond of each other, and they're an all-or-nothing team. So, every morning when I wake up before school, that'd be the first thing I'd put on. You know, have my big bullet Cheerios right beside me, sitting there watching Scooby-Dooby-Doo right before the bus is about to arrive. But I always would record it because... At, like I even used to have a four-foot-tall Scooby-Doo stuffed animal. Oh, it was bigger than me, but that's <laughs> point. well, not not anymore, buddy. No, no, no. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah. Back in, <laughs> Way um, back. Do you have any pictures of little Michi next to your giant Scooby Doo stuffed animal? I oh, please say yes. Oh, it. I'm not so sad. What ended up happening to it was. We were moving from house to house, and it got lost in the process, and I was not happy about it. 
No, that sucks. But, um, yeah, no, every morning when I go down and watch TV, I'd have my little life-size Scooby-Doo right beside me. Be like, hey, that's you. Oh, <laughs> But, yeah, Scooby-Doo was my childhood, and he still is to this day. So I have a question. I have a couple questions for you, Stephen. Did you have something you wanted to say? No, I was just gonna say, Michi, you'd be happy to know my niece and nephew were over today for the holiday, and they are Scooby Doo fans. So he has not lost his impact over the years. He is still very relevant. Good. <laughs> so my question for you was: um, Do you remember which iteration of the show you were watching? Because I know that they have changed the animation style several times over the years and they've updated or just changed a lot of stuff do you remember specifically which one you were watching it's okay if you don't um it was like it was a series but it mm-hmm. was they started making like add-ons with like scrappy and everything and different movies okay. different people so, so like one of the older series maybe Okay, the, the, that's that's what I was trying to figure out because it was probably the same one that I watched too. Because I think, if I'm not wrong, all of us have watched it when we that was one show that I think we all watched. Oh yeah, for sure. All of us were watching Scooby Doo all the time. Whenever I uh, was sick from school, I would stay home, and that was usually what was on. And I just watched Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. I always span watched a lot of their older movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, because we had a lot out to our grandparents' house, and we would watch them out there. Oh, yeah. I always found funny, because that wasn't something that our grandfather was really into, because a lot of the movies, um, the monsters at the end tended to not actually be, like, a person in a mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and then... The aliens. Love that one. And yeah. the hair girls, he hated them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he would still watch it with us, which I found hilarious. He would make us watch his cowboys. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there was, was a fair even... trade. Yeah, it was an even trade. You know what? I just remembered. Hmm. Back, back when I was watching Scooby Doo, if Scooby Doo wasn't on, Tom and Jerry was always on. Oh, you know? oh yeah. I, I forgot Scooby-Doo. about Tom and Jerry. That's you can classic. never forget about Tom and Jerry. Never. Yeah, I don't like the new Looney Tunes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, they made that yeah. Lego Scooby Doo, and it's just not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that the what's new Scooby Doo? Or is it what's new? No, I think there's a newer one. It's very like it, it makes me think of um bubbles, the way that they're all shaped. Like it's it's more um it's yeah. definitely a cheaper animation style to pump yes. episodes out. Yeah. Which is Which is also really funny to me because like the actual really good older Scooby-Doo show, the animation wasn't expensive animation. That was part of what made it kind of cool. It was hand uh, hand drawn. Yeah, but like there, were, you can find a lot of mistakes in it sometimes too, and it's just it's interesting to go back and watch, but it still holds up today. The newer stuff I don't think is gonna hold up. 
Oh, yeah. But it, it just kind of makes it charming now when you go back and watch it. It's just kind of like it's goofy. You know that like they were on a really thin budget, but at the same time, like it feels like they were actually putting effort into it. Yeah, like they did what they could with what they had. The newer stuff just feels more like lazy. Yeah. That sounds like back in my day. You're the youngest one here. Here. <laughs> I am 17 and three quarters. That's like 12 to half of us here, so back in my day. <laughs> Whoa. 12. I, uh, it's Friday. No, it's Thursday. I'm not doing math right now. Okay. All right. Well, Michi, if... um. If you're done for right now, I'm going to keep moving it along just because we've got a lot of us that need to talk tonight, <laughs> if that's okay with you. That is A-okay. I'm going to see right. out the math. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. Um, next up, Steven, you have a show you want to talk about that you always talk about. So tell us I more will talk, about it. I will talk about this show until the day that I die. This was uh, my intro into storytelling this is my intro into animation and voice acting i have been to this day i have been obsessed with this show and i believe at the time it ran on because i don't think disney channel was quite a thing at that point so i believe it ran on abc and it was a saturday morning cartoon under the name of gargoyles and it was directed and created by greg weissman and he is forever a talent and if you follow him, he has a lot of different ventures that are worth really investing in because his storytelling is chef's kiss. And so Gargoyles essentially followed a plotline of a Scottish tale. I, I believe that was rooted in that where there were gargoyles that lived among humans back in the day and they were uh i guess you could say appropriated for human warfare and they were a spell was cast upon them where essentially during the day they turn to stone and then at night they awake and they become creatures of the night as they like to refer to themselves and this story was one of the most beautifully written stories and it pulls a lot of shakespeare like uh there are side characters and side plots <clears throat> throughout season one two and three that well not so much we don't really like regard season three that highly but um it truly like it tells such a beautiful story and it was one of those things where disney never gave it the credit that it deserved like it um it was never a feature length length the film in theaters it was released straight essentially to vhs at the time and your boy bought the whole box set and uh it came with a board game that you could play along with the movie it was an iconic and uh i will never get over this show because I think that if more of the world grew up watching the show and it didn't fall into that category of cult classic because 
you know, it, it, it became almost more popular after it was over. And that is heartbreaking. And I think if the world had witnessed this as a child, we would be kinder and better people because a lot of the things, although they were using things like gargoyles and mythological tales and, and Shakespeare tales, I think that if we had all experienced this show as a child and really taken it in and understood what it w was, it speaks to things like racism. It speaks to things like social equality. And um, I think we'd all be better off. So basically, make your children watch Gargoyles. Stream it on Disney+. Plus. All three seasons are on there. Um, it has a lot of ties to Star Trek, which I don't know if we've talked about that yet on this show, but I'm a big Star Trek person. I love it. Me too. And um, a lot of the Next Generation cast was prom prominently featured or at least at the very minimum guest stars. And um, you have Keith David, who is like one of the most known voice actors um what oddly enough one of the things he's known for is he did a very long series of commercials for like the, the u.s navy and he has a very distinct voice and he plays goliath who is the the leader of the clan of gargoyles and he really has kind of what i would consider he's up there to me with like morgan freeman that man could read me a story to bed every night and I'd be totally happy. And you have other people that are from Star Trek, like you have um, Marina Surtees, who plays the female antagonist, Demona. Um, iconic villain. Um, borderline anti-hero, because she started out as Goliath's love. And you see through the ages, because she was involved with I guess you could say selling. Hold on, before you say any more. I, I don't want to spoil it. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'm on episode two and I'm actually kind of invested. I haven't had time to yeah. watch it, but like it's been really good so far. And I want you to keep talking about it, but I also don't want. Spoiled. I don't want to spoil it. Same passion with you, Steven. I guess what I can say without spoiling it is the story goes on that. Goliath is able to prevent Goliath protects his clan, his family, whatever you want to call it, um, from getting slaughtered because there is a mistrust among humans and gargoyles. And that is prevalent throughout the entire series. Gar gargoyles, the, the clan of gargoyles awaken in New York, um, New York City proper. Um, in a modern age, and they have no idea about the world around them. And you watch them kind of adapt and become these vigilantes because they were, in their lifetime when they were prevalent, they were you know, truth seekers. They were upholding the good standing and the good faith. And they now awaken in a whole new world, and they have to continue to like toe the line between, oh my God, we're big and we're scary and people aren't used to us, but also like protecting and serving. And the main human contact that they make the night of their awakening is a woman by the name of Detective Elisa Maza, 
She's played by the beautiful, talented, incredible Sally Richardson Whitfield, who, if any of my fellow, when Sci Fi Channel used to be a thing, uh, Sally Richardson Whitfield played the lead female role on Eureka. So that's where you know her from. Okay. So she plays Elisa Maza, and the relationship between her and Goliath, you can tell he's not trusting of humans and he but he still wants to do good so you watch that evolve and she's a detective with the nypd police department like she is she is 100 like on the side of good and it's almost like everything he's been through and everything that he, he's experienced is like it's like a reset and it really teaches you about like ethics and morals and always choosing to do the right thing even though you have not necessarily been given the best shake or treated the best you still choose to do good and then there's a little bit of romance that comes in and it's weird because it's inner species i guess you could say and they do segments where uh goliath is a human and then they do segments where elisa becomes a gargoyle and you see that like love doesn't really it speaks to such a higher culture like love doesn't matter like it's not about skin color or anything in between it's a love is love and it will conquer over everything and good ethics and good morals will conquer over everything it's the most important show and i will die i will die on this hill it's <laughs> it's iconic I'm sorry. I, hey, I'm here for it. I don't care. Call me out. Write me up in the comments. I don't care. Um, I implore everybody to watch this show because it changed my life. And it, it got me involved in writing. It got me involved in storytelling. And it made me more aware of the world around me besides my little box. And um, my mom actively encouraged it because she saw the messages that they were showing. And she was heavily in or what they were what she, it was almost like the adult in the room being my mom saw what the writer's room was trying to convey and she's like yes this is program i mean it might look scary because they're gargoyles and they're they're crazy and they you know every episode they break out of their skeleton from the stone and they're like like moving and they look crazy but she understood that like the message that they were trying to say from the writer's room to the screen was so important about like treating everyone good and doing the right thing and it's honestly shaped who i am as a human and i encourage everybody to have that experience and like see that message because if we're going to do anything with saturday morning cartoons it's going to be to inspire to make people better and this show does it okay i'm done oh <laughs> i think i did that on one breath i, I don't think i, I think took her so. I don't think I took her breath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, you explain that show very well. Um, and you've motivated me to go back and at least watch two more episodes before I get distracted. It's not that it's not good. I've just been super busy. <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. You, so, have to, you have to get to the end of season one. because There's only 10 episodes. And when you see the Christmas episode in number 10, um, it changes the game. And... It's like it's kind of like The Office. Like Office season one, you're like, okay, well, like let's get to it. Let's get to the chase. And then season one finale happens, and you're like, oh, I get it. That's the gargoyles. That is, yeah. 
So Dylan, you're a Gargoyles fan too of what I'm picking up? Yes, I am. Seasons one and two were the best. Then when they changed production and animation studio, season three went downhill. And Greg Weissman doesn't consider season three canon at all. So oh, yeah. for those for those of you listening, they changed production companies. Greg Weissman, the creator, writer, director, stepped away, and they called it the Goliath Chronicles. And they started with like these monologues from him in the beginning of every episode, and it became like really weird. Um, season one was good, and it got it off to the right message. But season two is iconic. Like they tackle some. Can, do you agree with me, Dylan? Like season two is truly like where they start one hitting. Of those, those old cartoons that was like, I know not a lot of people are watching us right now, but we're going to tackle some serious things for the people mm-hmm. who are watching. Yes. And, and I like will when... say that show is what got me into castles and medieval themed things. Mm-hmm. That is one of the. That. One of, yeah, that is one of the main things that really got me into medieval things because it's a bunch of Scottish gargoyles who made a deal with humans to protect them at night if the humans protect them in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that, that brings up a lot of the trust issues when they are in New York because that's not his whole clan there. They lost a lot of people. But anyhow. And the guy the guy that brought them to... So essentially the castle's name is Castle Wyvern. And essentially the villain... I don't know if that's a spoiler yet for you, Lizette. I'm sorry. Probably, David yeah. Xanatos well, I've, brings I've Castle Wyvern and the gargoyles that are remaining to New York, and he essentially just like sets their cast, like the top of their castle, onto his <laughs> building. It makes no archaeological sense, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he I, I does that, those. and it's in bad faith. And it, it's oh god, it's so it's so good, and like. Then they get into like the whole um, Macbeth becomes a villain, and like that's uh, that's an incredible, incredible storyline. He is tied through to other villains, and then they do the whole um, Desdemona is a character, but it's a side character because the main character is like an offshoot. they work in so much of Shakespeare in such a nonchalant way that you don't... It was not until I was in high school when I was reading Shakespeare that I realized Gargoyles was teaching me Shakespeare, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really cool when <sighs> shows Sorry. are... I, I, I gotta stop. I'll take up a whole <laughs> podcast. I'll take up three, four fucking hours for this. So we have to move we'll, on. <laughs> we'll give you an episode once I finished watching it. Maybe a couple others of us can get caught up and then we'll give it a whole episode where we can discuss it. Can anybody hear me? I can hear you. Steven? Okay, I can't hear you now. One. Alright, so I know you can keep talking about this all night long, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna finish watching it. A couple others of us will hopefully have time to watch up on it, and we're gonna just dedicate a whole episode to it in the future. How does that sound? I would love that. It would make my heart sing. My heart's already singing. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) we're gonna move on before you take up the rest of tonight's episode. Uh, Yes, I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, Delaney, you actually reminded me of a show that I watched so much when I was younger and I can't believe that I had forgotten about this because I actually rewatched it a couple years ago. Um 
it's not going to fall quite in the realm of cartoons, you guys. Um, is anybody familiar with the TV show Dinosaurs? Vaguely. Vaguely. I remember the movie. Yeah, I know a movie with dinosaurs in it, but I don't think no. that's the same thing. It's not no. Jurassic Park. Come on. <laughs> not that. The animated one. No, not not the not the animated one. So this was um I believe it was a Jim Henson show. Hang on one second. Let me just fact check myself. Oh, um, it was on the History Channel, right? Yeah, it was the no. only channel I watched. Oh, you be quiet. It wasn't on the History Channel. I think it was on um Oh shoot, where was it? It was either on channel three or channel ten or something. So it's actually classified as a sitcom. Not the um, baby. Yes. Not the mama. Yes, that one. Um, it originally aired in 1991. Let me see if I am correct. So it like I said, it's not animated. Um it's people in full on like suits. The, they're pup. It's puppets, but like they're wearing suits like a dino, like that makes them look like a dinosaur. I don't remember. Uh, so I, I ever watched. This. I had a I had a VHS tape that had like three or four episodes on it, and I think I wore that thing out. I loved this show so much, so I was very big into dinosaurs when well, I. Well, I remember this. Yeah, oh, God. I was gonna say you all. Wa- I know you all watched this. Oh, I do. I do. I quote it all the time. I go, not the mama. So basically, what this show was, um, like I said, it is classified as a sitcom. It's really interesting when I went back and watched it again a couple years ago because. I realized so many things that were in there that when I was younger just went right over my head. Um, but basically, it is a family of dinosaurs. Um, you have the mom, the dad. There are two older kids who are like early to mid-teens, the baby, and then the grandmother lives with them. So um, the first season to two seasons pretty standard just regular sitcommy stuff that is also geared towards kids mm-hmm. um there's definitely a lot of adult humor in there that i did not realize when i was a child um because you have like the the grandmother that's living with them she's the mother-in-law who's constantly ragging on the dad and they go back and forth with each other like why don't you just die and they're very um antagonistic towards each other Mm -hmm. um the baby like dylan said that's one of the most iconic lines from from the shows not the mama not the mama and then he'll hit the dad on the head with a frying pan or whatever he's got in his hand (laughs) Um, so when i was little i really only watched like four or five episodes of this on repeat the entire third season of it when I went and watched this again, I don't think I finished it because it got so weird, dude. Like, I was like, what is this? So there was an entire two-part arc that they had. Now, they were addressing some very serious issues, but it was just so odd because the whole tone of the show changed. Um, I don't know if any showrunners, it was a production studio thing, or if the writers were just like, we're just going to, we're going to tackle more topics, but I remember watching this one. It was a two-part episode where the son was sent off basically to war 
and they were they were fighting with the neighboring um, the neighboring town or something, and it was constantly being reported on TV. And they would come back and be like, "Well, our boys are throwing sticks now." And then, like a week later, they'd come back and be like, "The enemy's throwing stones," and they were just going back and forth. And then it was like all these casualties. And at the end of the t- the the two episode arc. They came back and they're like, so this didn't actually happen. We're just talking about the consequences of war. Oh. And it, it was like so jarring. Holy shit. I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> so again, I did not watch that particular set of episodes when I was little. Or if I did, I do not remember it. Um, so I was just like, okay, we're just going to. We're just going to move along. Let's see if it uh, goes back to the comedy and the stuff that I was used to. No. Um, some kind of alien thing started happening. And I was just like, okay, you've lost me. I'm just going to, we're going to pretend that season three doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch those first three episodes that I watched all the time when I was little and call it a day. Um, but if anybody is not familiar with this show... I definitely recommend, like I said, the first season, um, part of, I think it was either part of the second season or the whole second season. It's very, very much a 90s sitcom, but I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool. And like the, the costumes and the puppetry and stuff is pretty on point. It feels like a fever dream. It's like a fever dream to you. So it's like, I remember it, but like, I don't remember ever watching it, but I like I remember it. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. You probably watched it at some point when like my mom was babysitting you because every time like I think I watched this tape like every week. It's because you wouldn't let us watch anything else. Because it was the best, and you need to be educated. <laughs> you need to be educated. Yeah, I've learned so much from the show. You <laughs> <laughs> know. So to also put this into perspective for everyone, I don't think I've really talked about this on the show a lot, but particularly when I was little, it's carried over into my adult life, but not as much. I was definitely a nerd when it came to dinosaurs. She had an imaginary friend that was a dinosaur. I did. His name was Chomper. He was a T-Rex. So It's fair. My my mom, to get me to eat certain foods, had to tell me um, broccoli was tiny trees that dinosaurs were, would eat. So when I was little, broccoli was my favorite vegetable. She never had a problem getting me to eat it after that. Ah, uh, the bait and switch. Yeah, she did that with a lot of things. And then her the thing that she loved the most was she went to the grocery store one time and she found some plums that were actually named dinosaur egg plums. She was like, this is great. I don't even have to come up with a way to convince her to eat these. Like, it's actually on the label. It's literally in print. Yeah, so she comes home, and I'm like, five. She's like, Liza, these are dinosaur eggs. And I was like, ooh, let me eat one. And for years and years, plums were my favorite fruit. So, like, even to the point where I didn't even remember why. Just those are my favorite. Broccoli was my favorite vegetable. Again, didn't know why for the longest time until she explained it to me when I was like 13 or 14. Do you remember the dinosaur egg oatmeal? Yes, I have some in my cabinet right now. That's the only oatmeal that I will eat to this day. Same. <laughs> um, well, some things stick with us forever, I guess. Oh, for sure. For 
for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's my show for today. So I think this is a good breaking point for an ad read. What do you guys think? I think it's a good idea because I think when we come back, it's going to be utter chaos, and I'm here for yeah. it. It's never chaos. Never. Um, yeah, okay. It's not chaos. We know exactly what we're doing. Exactly. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. So this is the half of the episode where it's going to get probably a little bit more chaotic. Um, Drew has apparently scooted up closer to the desk. He's <laughs> excited for this, I think. Um, this is probably going to be a lot of flip-flopping between different shows and stuff. Yeah, so I don't really know who to turn it over to first. So I'm going to give it to all three of you at once. and You can sort it out amongst yourselves. Dylan, <laughs> Gordon, Drew... Have give it a monkey a road flare. <laughs> so I don't know what's wrong with her. She obviously is just doesn't know what's gonna happen. Because I think we okay. all want to talk about Adult Swim. Stop trying to steal Lizette's husband. Let's let, let, let's just call a spade take, a spade. I, I'm trying to take Dylan now. First of all, if anyone is gonna steal Lizette's husband, it's gonna be me because I gave him to her. <laughs> First can we, off, can we share? I'll, I'll pay half his bills. You can pay all his bills and have him. I don't want him back. <laughs> There's a reason we only talk once every six months. Thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. I love you. I, love well, I know too, what. Dylan. I know what hashtag we're adding on the next upload. That'll give us more views. Oh, <laughs> well, um, I mean, we could start it off with Gordon, Drew. What is your late night memory of Toonami or waiting up to watch Toonami? What was like the one show you always looked forward to? I remember being at my cousin's house, like when I would stay the night over there, and I would be hanging out with my two older cousins, and late at night, I would, like, Dragon Ball Z would come on, and it would be, like, the uncensored Dragon Ball Z, and, like, I felt, like, really cool, because there was, like, a little bit of blood and stuff like that, especially in, like, the, like, OG Dragon Ball Z, the first season. Oh, yeah. I... I don't know. I didn't realize that cartoons could be like be graphic like that at the time because i'd only really watch like kid cartoons so it was really nice hanging out with my cousins watching dragon ball z feeling feeling like i wasn't allowed to watch it but watching it anyway that's kind of what got me into anime from there too i also remember watching a lot of gundam then too yeah <laughs> gundam that Gordon? was weird um mine was, was also uh dragon ball z which um, sadly, when I, I was a child, more of a child than I still am nowadays. Um, <laughs> You're just a toddler now. It's fine. Yeah. Back then I was pre- what, what, I don't know. That's not important. Um, I didn't get away with watching TV because my mom was a very light sleeper. So, you know, the lovely old box TV that when you turned on made a lovely click noise she'd be downstairs in a second ready to whoop my ass <laughs> if i did not turn it off before she'd get downstairs and pretend to sleep again i think we all did that the screen is still glowing with a bit of static left in it I was <laughs> yeah, exactly. you see the burn burning image of the last thing you were watching for a few <laughs> seconds you can see the silhouettes of the characters mid-fight it's like, I definitely wasn't watching anything. 
or on the week. My, I think the the most fe- I I swear this is a fever dream because I've read the studies on this and I swear that only people only people who watch the TV shows at like Saturday night around 2000 to 2005 remember falling asleep at like 10 at night watching oh my your god I know exactly adults, what you're gonna say watching your adult swimmer to mommy and then to Nami sorry and then you wake up in a cold sweat and all you see is George Lopez on a fucking trampoline <laughs> and the yeah, worst part is that. there are studies saying that only the like between 2000 and 2005 are the only group of people supposedly that remember that ever happening and that anyone older much older not like Lizette and Steve older but older than that have no recollection or knowledge of what happened Hey, I remember uh, going over to my my friend Shane's house when I was younger, and every every time I went over to his dad's, because his parents were divorced, so sometimes I'd stay with him and it was at his mom, sometimes I'd stay with him and it was at his dad's. Every time I stayed the night at his dad's, we would fall asleep with the TV on, and I, I swear, it didn't matter what channel we fell asleep on, I woke up to George Lopez on a trampoline. <laughs> And I didn't oh, want to, like, I didn't want to wake up my friend, because it'd be like, <laughs> you know, three or four in the morning. I didn't want to wake him up, so I, I just watched George Lopez. It's probably the reason why I like that kind of music, because it's just slow riders playing for the intro. It's a low time. rider every single time. Every time I hear that song, that's what I think of. I have a question. Did any of you ever actually watch that show not in the middle of the night? Or am yes, I the only I one who did. watched it on yeah, regular time? I don't, I don't think it came on at regular time. It did. I, I think watched I watched it, it with my parents. We were too busy playing video games. Yeah, I only saw it from the times of like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Depending on when I woke up. The when it was on. show wasn't any better than waking up at 3 in the morning with cold sweats <laughs> to that intro. It was I only have like chaotic. I only have one vivid memory where I actually like woke up in a cold sweat with that turning on. I was in my friend's, we were sleeping in my friend's basement and I was in a, a recliner and I was sleeping on it like sideways and like I woke up in a cold sweat and George Lopez was blaring. I swear the TV got louder when he came on. It, if it was on three, it would have been like it was on max. <laughs> I don't know. You like turn it, you like turn it down two clicks and it's like muted already. You're like, wait. Wow! This was in like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this sound coming from? <laughs> Felt like reality was altered. <laughs> it was altered. Can I ask a question for you guys that are like more heavily into this than I am? So a lot of what I watched with Adult Swim was like home movies. Do you remember that show? No. Yes. And what? <laughs> It, it like it wasn't so much anime for me. It was like the adult oriented, like kind of Family Guy style cartoons before Family Guy really kind of like took over that niche, like adult oriented cartoons. It, home movies, if anybody can watch it, I think it's on HBO Max. It's amazing. It, it's but on Pluto TV. The uh, the anime that I stayed up for that I feel like maybe I was one of five people that watched it because this is maybe why it only got one season. 
but Outlaw Star. Do you guys remember that? Remember Outlaw Star? Wait, what? I watched. I I've watched Outlaw Star. I have that to me was like my quintessential anime. That's where I was like, okay, I get this platform. I get what they're doing, and it's great storytelling. And I I would that was one thing where I would like make sure that I was up for Outlaw Star. Essentially, it was like a, about space pirates. Like it was set in the future, and they were basically like kind of common criminals that got uh, a platform. Oh, I do remember that. Explore the outer, but they ended up being the heroes in the end because they had to like stop the feder. I think it was a federation of people that were like trying to outlaw bounty hunters, and like they were the good guys, but they started out as the bad guys. Such good storytelling. I got that. That like animation style reminds me of uh, Ronan Kenshin. Yeah. No. Yeah. I believe it's the same. Um animation studio that did Riona Kenshin. I remember watching Riona Kenshin with my uh with my uncle all the time and I was like, wow, I didn't know cartoons could be so serious and cool. Mm-hmm. I always just assumed that they were like kid friendly and like yeah, when they actually had like a, a plot line, the storyline, it was crazy. I remember well, uh when I would stay up to like wait for a tsunami to come on. I wasn't allowed to watch uh, the uh, adult stuff that came on beforehand. Robot Chicken! Yeah, like Robot Chicken. I wasn't allowed to watch any of that Robot stuff. I remember, I remember flipping to Robot Chicken to like see if it was over or not and like hearing little like snippets. I was like, oh no, I know my, I'm not allowed to listen to this. And um, it was just like me changing the channel, changing it back, trying to like wait for it like, to come longer. on. Yeah. Because if I got caught with Adult Swim on, I would get in trouble. So I had to like time it right. I did not get caught with that on. Really? For tsunami. It was that serious. Like you had to like make sure you didn't fall on. Yeah, I had to make sure like my like no adult saw me on on that because I would have had to like turn off the TV for the night and I would have missed tsunami. Wow. So like I'd like switch it and like the the TV would go black because it was older and it would take a second for it actually like change. And it was like I had to gauge real fast what it was and then switch it back if it wasn't Toonami. Just so I could watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and see, I was I didn't start with Dragon Ball Z like you and Gordon. It was Naruto and Cowboy Bebop for me. Oh, I Cowboy Bebop! Naruto until I a couple months ago. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I just oh my it. god. I listened to that opening on repeat at least twice. I will listen to it twice if I have my randoms playlist going on. I will search it out and listen to it. I played it on my work speakers one day because we were playing old music and I snuck it in there. <laughs> Dylan, that's how I found out about Toonami is my older cousin, Mark, who I hope in the future is going to be a guest on the show. He got me into anime and he the first one was Cowboy Bebop. So like that theme song to me has like such a special spot because it's like, that was truly the first anime. Do you remember the time period where Toonami was on between 5 and 7? Do you remember? Anybody, anybody else remember that? I remember that. Vaguely, okay. yes. So, like, there used to be a time period where it was, like, Cartoon Network would, like, quote-unquote, end, and it would be Steve from Toonami. And, or, no, I don't think... It, no, the actor who played the character was named Steve Bloom. I don't know what the host was called. 
but um yeah amazing voice yeah and he he, that's the same guy that did wolverine in a lot of the video games he would host toonami from like five to seven and it was anime during the daytime and my cousin put me onto that before it started to go to late night and cowboy bebop was the first anime i ever saw yeah, just, I missed just, out on Cowboy Bebop. I'm a little sad about that. And I also missed out on it. Naruto. When I was younger, I used to just ignore Naruto because I thought it wasn't that great. And then I watched it and it was like, wow, this is like the greatest anime ever. Oh, yes. See, Drew, I have to agree with you. I'm still in that phase where like I love to like make jokes about the Naruto run or whatever, but like I've never to this day seen it. It has probably one of the best overall, overall arcing stories in like all of anime I've seen. Just Wow. There's a lot of twists and turns. It does take a long time, but I ever since I finished it, I I'm still obsessed with it. I still love it. Hmm. I I get it now. I get the Naruto running now. You know. Yeah. I catch myself and... making hand signs unintentionally because I've I've memorized most of them. Yeah, just, <laughs> I know I, just, I won't deny it. I'll just walk by and he's just sitting there doing hand signs, just to keep himself busy. Like it's turned into like my phone case has a tachi on it. Yeah, it's I don't want to I don't want to call it a uh, it's not a tick that's not the word I want but like he he it's just a reaction whenever I think about it. Well, he'll just sit, not even when you're thinking about it you do it and you don't realize it because like I'll just look over and he's just going through hand signs but like I can tell he's just thinking about something else that's just his automatic like. I guess loading screen. Just, you know how some people twirl their thumbs or like play they do it at work finger. too. I, I can't stop. It's you're buffering. You can't help it. You're buffering. Exactly. Because so I've that's done the it at tables. This show has left on me. The so show made me cry like four times. Speaking of shows that have left an imprint, do you remember Bobo Bobo Bobo? Oh my god, yes, I remember is, Bobo Bobo Bobo. Is that the thing where it would come out of his head? It was no, in his nose hairs. Or something, nose yeah. Hairs do Kung Fu. I remember, the only reason why I know about that show is because of Dylan. Like, I'd be over at his house, and, like, he'd be on the computer watching it, and, I, like, I'd come over and, like, sit down next to him and watch it, too. I'm like, what are you into, my friend? Like, what is this? And I would just sit there and watch it, and I thought it was weird. But, I, yeah, I was still watching it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to make an admission here. And this is this comes after Cowboy Bebop. So I want you to take this with a grain of salt. But why I liked anime, again, Drew, you mentioned this. It's like when I realized that cartoons could be more than just silly and they were actually like serious. I'm going to make a confession and you can roast me because I got my cousins roasted me too. Because like once they got me on Cowboy Bebop, I was like, it became my personality. I was like, oh, I'm so into this, right? I'm going to tell you. An anime that I watched that storytelling is a lot of the times really fucking bad. But when you get to good episodes, it's worth it. And I don't care. I, mean, I know I'm going to open myself up to criticism, but there are some good episodes of Sailor Moon. I knew you were going to say Sailor Moon. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, it's got to be Sailor Moon. That's the only anime anyone's ever ashamed of admitting they watched and enjoyed. And I, I have you- never watched Sailor Moon. Can I and tell not for you, any reason. I've never heard any bad criticism. I've never heard any kind of criticism about the, the show ever. Like, I've never heard anything about it. I just never have. Because no one wants to talk about it. it. Can I it yeah, I've never heard anything good or world. anything bad. That's what it is. Can I tell you my synopsis and where I hated it and why I loved it? And I can make it pretty quick. So what they were doing is every season they build to an arc 
and to a villain and to like whatever that villain is like trying to capture or steal or destroy or whatever. So it's very much the same plot line over and over. Like, you know, insert new heroes, insert new villains and redo it from the start. So the first season, they are, it follows the main character, Sailor Moon, obviously. And they really follow a lot of like the dumb blonde tropes. And like, it, it gets old because it's like, you get, it's a two to one ratio. Like you get two episodes that are like filler and then you get one that's plot driven. So, you know, it, it's hard. It was hard to follow because it's like, okay, how many times can this dumb blonde same main character like keep fucking things up? And then you get to episode three and they introduce like the next person that's going to be on our team. And it's like a really cool introduction and they discover their powers and they discover they're as like a superhero or whatever. And you can tell that the people on the animation team were like kind of perverts because it's like very like high skirts and like, and it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, kind of like anime in general. It's like, it's like, yeah, she's she's cute. And like, I get it that she's supposed to be like, this person's a sex symbol. And this one's the cute, nerdy one. And this one's the fiery redhead. I get it. But like, you, you got to like pump the brakes a little bit. But yeah, some top, shows have a hard time doing that. The, and this show, you know, if you were to actually, I don't recommend. I would literally <laughs> give you a list of episodes to watch because you would get the whole plot in like half of the season. It wouldn't, you wouldn't have to watch the whole season. But... What I will tell you is so like throughout season one, they build up the first like five. And at the end of it, there's like there's actually like 10 team members and you get to them later. And it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy where like you, you play through the mission and you unlock new heroes. That's how that show felt. It's like as you watched it, you got to meet the, the next important character. So I, I appreciate that type of writing. But there was one episode that they did, and this is why I will say that I am a fan of this show. They're going to like confront the bad guy. And like, mind you, like my age at this time was like probably like 10 or 12. So like to me, again, still on that whole cartoons are supposed to be just fun, not storage. Like it's a whole new world. I remember watching this episode and I knew we were getting close to the end of the season because you could tell they were getting closer to the bad guy and the big fight was coming. They do this episode. They spend the whole season dragging out, building up this team of like five or six superhero girls. And they go the first mission to like get to the bad guy. It's like in like an Icelandic kind of like wasteland. And four of the like five or five of the six or however many get killed on the first attempt to get to the boss it was crazy there's these like it's like they get like essentially matched in power like there's five or six of them and then there's five or six bad guys and they like they're stabbing them through the heart they're like that one of them gets like drug underground by like a, a thing and like it blows up and literally the entire show, you're watching this main character build her team, build her strong allies, and they all get killed. And she's not even at the bad guy. And she, it's like, and the, the whole thing is just, she's like, I want to go home. I want to, I'm done. I'm not going to win. Every, all my friends are dead. And like, she's like, no, I have to like keep going. 
and like she does and I, I won't spoil it for those that haven't watched and it works out and it makes sense why she did it because like her power was like more I'm going to say the term healing than she thought it was and she actually had a power she didn't know about I think so good but like I remember like 10 year old me being like like spear through the heart drug underground and blown up and like hellfire rained down on one of them it was like every character got killed in one episode i was like i don't know how to process this <laughs> steve if you like that episode i recommend an anime called jujitsu kaisen oh my god it's so good because so you finally good. watched it i watched the first season yeah it's the only season that's out right now, sadly. But yeah, fantastic I watched it a while ago. Anime amazing. and manga. I've loved it enough. I'm caught up on the manga. Is it but similar it... to like the whole like everybody dies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one is safe in that show. Yeah. And I, I, I won't tell you anymore because I want you to watch it and find your favorite characters and just and just enjoy. Can I ask where do I find it? Is it on Crunchyroll? Because Gordon, can you mean the login yeah. for that? Yeah, Gordon, send, send me the login. I believe I watched it on HBO, I believe. Oh. Downloaded Crunchyroll on that yet? I already have Gordon's HBO login, so I can watch it there. I think it's there. I know HBO had a pretty interesting selection of anime. Because I'm pretty sure Jujutsu Kaisen was one of their, like, you can only find this here unless you go to Crunchyroll. (laughs) Well, HBO acquired part of Cartoon Network and their Adult Swim and Toonami Uh, Land. That does make sense, yeah. Kaisen is on Crunchyroll. Dude, there's so Mm. many, like, good animes I could talk about. Uh, Do you remember Zoids? If we're going to talk about big robots at some point. Zoids? Why does that sound so familiar? The Transformers kind of, like, knockoff. No, no, that's uh, Voltron you're thinking of. Yep, yep, that's Voltron. No, um, Zoids (laughs) is basically Gundam, but instead of having humanoid robots... It was they're, animals, right? They're animal robots. No, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds so familiar. That. Zoid, um, Chaotic Century was one of the my favorite ones I watched. Uh, let me see if I can get a picture up here. I preferred Zoids over Gundam because Gundam was just really sad for me as a kid, and I didn't feel like dealing <laughs> with all that. But Zoids, Zoids was fun. Yeah, Gundam, I. I don't remember a lot from Gundam, to be honest. I was really young when I was watching that. The problem is, there's about 40 different Gundam series. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I don't remember which one I was watching. Exactly. But, like, my cousins had, like, all of the figurines that you would make. And I remember uh... they, had a, they had a bucket full of ones that were not on display. And I would just go in the bucket and just play with those. And I thought they were the coolest things ever. Because they had so much detail. Because there are there are models, mm-hmm. but it was like we don't care about these ones. You can play with these. So this is a screen grab of all the main characters yeah. from Zoid's Chaotic Century. I remember that. Yes. Uh, yep. Fantastic show about a boy finding android. Uh, blonde is an android that's part Zoid, and then the little dinosaur guy is a zoid that can upgrade other zoids which is really weird and the government is hunting them down trying to experiment on them it's the basis oh, wow. i had a i think i had a really small figurine of one of the I dogs used, i used one to have robot dogs blue, i had the blue liger and you had the black sniper roll yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 in the background there 
I was like, I'm pretty sure I had that. Yes, you had the Black Sniper Wolf, and I had either the Blue or White Liger from a different series, which is the same Zoid, just different. Like, of, like, the same line of, like, figurines, I also had some Transformer ones that were, like, also these, like, miniature things. Yeah. I think I had, like, Starscreen and maybe Megatron. I think you had Bumblebee. I don't, I don't know if I had Bumblebee of those tiny action figures I had, because they were really small. You had a bunch of them. Remember the metal yeah. Marvel figurines you had that your dad gave? Oh my gave? god! Oh jeez! You remember stepping on those? Yeah, they're, they're. I used to collect like pure metal, uh, X Men figurines of like all of the X Men and like some other superheroes too. I had I had that same I had a similar collection of the X Men. Yeah, I just had like I had a pencil box full of them. Yeah, it was like the die cast guys yes. on their little stand. They were yeah. like, and you had to paint them, but I never painted them because I'd fuck it up. The oh. only toys I could not break. <laughs> oh wait, they they wait, are we talk? Are we talking about the metal? Because I had the metal ones too that were painted. Or are we talking about the yeah, ones the that came on pure metal ones painted? Okay, because I came on. I also had the ones that were um, on a. They were like a gray, and you had to paint them yourselves. Oh, it it gave me too much anxiety as a kid. I was like, I can't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up their costumes. They I had bring the, those toys back. The marketing for kids' toys now is so different than yeah. for what it was for us. Like, I feel like it's kids now collecting. are getting. Yes, it's more like use it up, wear it out, and break it, and then like buy another one. It, it'll yeah. last you about a week, and then you got to buy another one. Ha ha. Yeah. Planned obsolescence. I found so, the image um, of the two any... you love the most. Oh my god, yeah, I had both of those. Wait, are those Wait. at your house, Dylan? No, no, I just found this on eBay. I don't have them. They uh, should I... be in an old pencil case at your house somewhere. Yeah, they're in my closet right now. I still, I, like, I still uh, have um, them all, and I know where they are. I had it's both what, the them. lime green pencil case or something like that? It was a like a dark blue. It was like a see-through blue. I had yeah. It was like the weird clear things. I had both of them, but Cyclops lost his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, none of mine broke in any anyway. The paint chips off. Have any of you collected oh, yeah. Bakuman or Beyblades? Yes. Yeah. I actually that, that almost murdered me. a kid one time because they threw a white dragoon Beyblade into a fire. Oh, I remember kidding. that. I he was remember being that. a little shit. I would have beat that. Was that one of your ass. bonfires, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I wanted to pick the kid up and put him in the fire. I was there for that. I remember that. I, I would have beat that. I'm very upset about that. I don't remember who it was, Delaney. I think it was some random adult's like child that I wanted to murder. Yeah. Remember the Bay Bay the Beyblade show? Yes. Yes. So, love that show. I love the original. Moses oh. parted the sea with a Beyblade. Can we talk <laughs> yes, about that yes. for a second? <laughs> he parted the red sea with a fucking. Gordon Beyblade. loves to send this meme to me anytime I talk about anything religious. He just sends me that meme. God, I was like, what is this? Beyblade it's almost is as weird life. as Yu-Gi-Oh. It is. Beyblade might be like the weirdest show. No, no. Like, do you remember the dinosaur show where they used them like Pokemon? The Bakugan? Bakugan or Digimon? No, no. There is a show about people who traveled from the future to the past back to current time 
and they would <laughs> use dinosaurs and evolve the dinosaurs to combat an evil scientist. Okay, I do not Is that a Power that Rangers series that I missed? <laughs> oh. That doesn't sound like a Power Rangers arc. It does. Oh. Sounds like a Power Ranger arc. Oh, can I find it? That's the problem. I don't remember what. Dinosaur King! Dinosaur? I, no, I need no to see memory. a picture of this. Or I don't either. remember. No, that's not the one I want. I want this picture. Copy it. Yes, give us a picture so we can see if we remember this very obscure. It was very obscure. I'm not going to send it. You can enter. We, Thank we you. believe in you. Kind of. And your internet. My internet has been great. Now that you say that, it's going to take forever Oh, then we can't talk about it. It's going. It's going. We we might have to save that for part two. I know we can't talk about it. But Digimon. I want to have the great Digimon Pokemon debate in part two. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we'll definitely I... have to save that for part two. Digimon and Pokemon. I'm really not in the debate because Digimon has died out so much. Yeah. I mean... I don't know about you, but I always kind of expect that to happen. Back when like Digimon was in like it's more. Pro oh my god! Dinosaur I remember King. Dinosaur King. I remember that looks that like kid. some ripoff of Hunter X Hunter or vice versa. It looks like Digimon almost. Like the characters it's look like what Digimon. It was. It was Digimon with dinosaurs. dinosaurs. I remember that because even the main. Well, I assume the guy in the front with the red on is the main character. He even looks like the main character, kind of from Digimon. He does. He looks like Agumon. No. Oh no, he looks like Ty. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't think he looks that much <sighs> like a dinosaur, Steve. I know. I'm sorry. I got him. <laughs> I got him flip flopped. Hilarious. All right, so I think that now's probably a good time to segue out and maybe have this sectioned off into a part two. I was thinking the same thing, and I was putting together my outro while you were all talking, so. Lizette, if you could take it away for us, sweetheart, I would love I, that. <laughs> I sure can. So first of all, we want to thank all of our listeners for hanging around to the end of the episode with us. Um, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what some of your favorite cartoons and animated series from your childhood were. So please join our Discord server. Join the discussion over there. There's always something going on. We welcome anyone who wants to be nerdy with us. You can be a nerd about anything, and we want you to be a part of our community. So with that, um, we'll see you next time. Gordon, Lizette. Are you guys as excited about the New Year's Eve special as I am? You know it, Steve. I mean, I know me and Drew are excited. We're both going to be there. And I think, Dylan, you're going to be there too, aren't you? You bet your shiny gold buttons I'll be there. <laughs> guys, do you know who else? Carmen, you're, you are coming. I don't... I'm so excited. Yeah, me and Bobby wouldn't miss it for the world. So this is going to be our first time doing a live event and people that are listening can actually come in, join the chat. They can join in on a microphone or through text chat and they can actually be a part of it. This is like the best way to end season one. I lost my left yeah. shoe no thinking about it. 
<laughs> knock your socks off. And Not even have those on in the first place, so just a shoe. <laughs> what time is this going to start at? So we're looking at, because obviously we have to celebrate midnight. So we're thinking around 10 or 10.30. We're going to have more details to follow. So this is really important. If you want to be a part of our New Year's Eve special, you have to get on Discord or Reddit. You have to be a part of the community to be on. I, I can't explain how excited I am for us to be live. We're going to take your chats. You can join in on the call. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. This is going to be the most interactive we've ever been with anybody. It's so exciting. But, Gordon, do you know what the real thing is? Is they have to have green room. Can you tell they them about green room? have to have green room. Green Room is a lovely addition to Spotify where we are able to go live and just be able to record with all of you guys listening in. You guys can ask to speak with us. You can join us. You can join in the live chat throughout the whole thing. We can bring you on so you can share your opinion on our podcast or just your opinion on some random BS like we love to do on our podcast and just chill with us all night. And Lizette, do you know what the best part is? If you Are you a listener to Spotify? Yes. If you have a Spotify account, you can just ho- download the Green Room app and immediately create an account. How easy is that? Oh, okay. So it just ties into the account that you already have for Spotify. Exactly. It's perfect. It's going to be like a two-second download process and then a two-second sign-in process. Okay. Carmen... I don't know about you, but I would really think that it'd be cool if some of our listeners would like either join in on the voice chat or through text and tell us New Year's resolutions. Are you big on New Year's resolutions? Not so much on uh, resolutions, um, but I just love being with friends and family. And I think it would be a great time to have uh, more of our friends and family who are listening be a part of this so that uh, we get to hear from everybody. And what's a better way than celebrating the new year than to start off with a group of friends that are all on the same page? Exactly. Dylan, I I can't wait. Are you excited? I am. Like I said, I lost my I lost my left shoe and I think the cat took the right. Oh my gosh. I should hopefully find it in time. If not, like you said, I can join through Reddit or I can join through the Discord. I can't wait. Well, I will see you guys all there and everybody listening. We hope to have you be a part of our special night. It's the season one finale. If you're enjoying the Let's Be Nerds podcast, please come join us and let's kick off the new year together and safely and social distance and just kind of be a part of a group where everybody's welcome and everybody's accepted. Hope to see you there. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the letter B, nerds.